0: Welcome to the Hunters and Unicorns 2020 Mastery Mission. Essential listening for sales professionals on the quest for mastery. Shorter episodes, huge impact. The 2020 Mastery Mission is sponsored by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Are you on the mission? Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out.
1: Welcome to Hunters and Unicorns, the 20 20 Mastery Mission. 20 topics, 20 guests for 20 minutes. We're here to unlock the tribal wisdom from the legends of textiles to help you get one step closer to mastery. I'm Simon Kutis and I'm joined by my co-host Oli Kune. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. And it's an absolute pleasure to be joined today by David Boyle. David, welcome
2: to the show. Great to be here, guys.
1: Absolute pleasure to have you on the show.
0: Very big reputation in the industry for being an absolute deal winner. So um, yeah, no, really keen to to talk to you today and unlock some of that tribal wisdom, as Simon says.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The kid can sell. That's absolutely for sure. It's interesting, David. So we did a lot of outreach to our network and we were asking for recommendations of, you know, who are the best people that we should get on the show. And we got multiple people make the recommendation. So you've got a big, big reputation to live up to. So we're looking forward to finding out why. But I suppose by the way of an introduction, you are currently with Bill Strogis over at AWARE. You're obviously part of that kind of strategic sales leadership team, that sales team. But it's a very illustrious background. You know, you're an early PTCer. You know, when, uh, when, when it was real kind of that, that real hardcore kind of, uh, PTC background. And you've obviously reported to the likes of Carlos, Dan Fougère, Keith Butler, Bill Strogis, Vance, Mark Musselman. You know, that, that's, that's just an incredible list of, of people that you've directly been, um, managed by. But also you, you have been a CRO with multiple exits or sort of multiple acquisitions. So it's just an incredible background. It's a real, real pleasure to have you on the show today.
2: Yeah, well, uh, I'm so fortunate to be part of this network and yeah, these are amazing people and sellers and leaders and uh, if I share anything today, it's really just probably an amalgamation and consolidation of what they've passed on to me and I'm just passing it forward.
1: A very modest uh, response there. Well, you've got 20 minutes. Let's uh, hear your topic.
2: Great. So what I'd like to do is kind of complement and supplement all the great stuff you've been doing so far, and try to go a little deeper, maybe a little bit into how the sausage is made. And by doing that, we're going to kind of focus on uh, the value framework and how you use the value framework to accomplish MEDIC.
0: Oh, what a subject. We hear this an awful lot. So um, yeah, now keen to get into details. So, um, you know, why is the value framework so important?
2: Yeah. I mean, why is the sky blue? You know? <laughs> That's sky a good question. Blue? I don't know that answer, actually, but I do know why the value framework is important. You know, for me, the value framework allows me to develop champions. It allows me to identify pain. and allows me to close big deals. Uh, it's, it's really about increasing my W-2 and being very successful. And I couldn't do it without some type of structure or approach to messaging. But frankly, you know, it's not just for the sellers, it's for the sales leaders, you know, and I've been a sales leader before and I've seen sales leaders really enjoy it. And the reason why they want to do it is they want to up the game of all of those sellers across the organization and try to get them on message, very effective at discovery and controlling and helping drive a successful sales cycle.
1: I mean, you've been a massive advocate. You, you, you've obviously been indoctrinated in this play, but for such a long time, but, you know, huge, huge reputation. So tell us, so what is the value framework? Take us right right to the basics.
2: Sure. And, you know, everyone has a bit of an approach and uh, maybe the good folks at force management will watch this and not cringe too much, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come at it from, uh, from my perspective. I look at the value framework As a manifestation in in the written word of medic, it is a way in which I or any seller would communicate to a customer based on persona-based messaging and with a focus on differentiation and why we're special. And it's a way to communicate that effectively answers three main questions. Why would a company buy from me? Uh, Why would they buy at all? And and why would they buy now? And and those are three critical questions that must be addressed by any seller. Again, I'll say them again because it's so important. Why should they buy? Why should they buy from me and only from me? And why should they buy now? Those are the things that must be captured in the framework and expressed in which you have a shared hypothesis between seller and buyer.
1: So so are we talking about a physical, you you talk about a a, a written, are we talking about a a, a book or what what exactly is it?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. So everyone goes about it differently. Some people will have this expression of, of why someone should buy that they use as notes or something to help prepare them. I'm part of the club that decides or or thinks it's best to actually share that with the customer and have it as an ongoing document that you view and converse about and work on together throughout every single meeting. So yes, it's a manifestation. It's a document that follows a certain flow.
1: And, And so where does that begin? You know, does it begin with is there a pre- is there a preparation? You, you you talk about a hypothesis. So how does what's what's the what's the beginning? What's the first step of creating this framework?
2: That's definitely behind closed doors. You know that's that's an opportunity where the company, you, your associates, your leadership, ideally other departments, product management, marketing, post sales, sales engineering, all get together and achieve consensus that this is what we're selling. This is the value proposition, and it's based on personas. So someone in security will care differently than perhaps someone in engineering or someone in sales or someone in HR. And if you're selling a product that touches multiple departments, you're going to have to be on message for each department. And like me who have sold platforms in the past, most recently at Zscaler or previously at BMC software, where you have a platform of products you're selling 10, 15, there's going to touch so many different departments. So it's persona based messaging as to why they would buy, why would they buy from you and why would they would buy now. So, so David,
1: are we talking about something, a a document, which is a, applies to all customers and, you know, this is how we approach these customers or are we talking about creating a working document for each customer or, or is it kind of a, a combination of, of, of the two?
2: At first it's, you can apply it generally to all customers. So like generally speaking, what are we seeing out there? And you get everyone in the room at your company, senior leaders, some key players to hash it out, to gain consensus on, What's our value proposition based on personas? Now, as my boss Bill Stroges will, will will say often, <laughs> you know, as we engage our customers here at Aware, um, it, nothing's perfect. The, the, the value framework doesn't have to be perfect. It, it is an hypothesis that allows you to engage a customer and then use that to, to customize it to meet their own needs. But yes, it does start with a general understanding of how your value can be applied across the industry, based on persona. And, and
1: and does it start with you having to create that? But then, do you share that with the customer? Is it a is it a working document? And, and, and talk us through that process, David.
2: Yes, I, you know, uh, I absolutely share it with the customer, and I would share it in the very first meeting. Again, everyone's different, but how I do it is. I like to come to a meeting with an hypothesis and I share it with the customer to see if they agree or they could amend it or optimize it with me. And so yes, you are sharing it with the customer. And that hypothesis could be any number of things uh, based on your research with the company, based on what you see out there, based on conversations you had elsewhere, based on maybe some educated guesses that you think this is what's happening in their department today. And this is the negative consequences that are currently affecting them as a result of the conditions they're facing now in their department. And then you can then pivot to like what would be a possible desired future state that you've seen elsewhere, that others have talked about, that you can kind of guess that they would want it as well. What is a desired future state you think they might want And what would be the benefits if they take that action? This is really the framework that you can engage someone with to seek their feedback and guidance on whether or not your hypothesis is accurate or whether or not it could be improved.
1: So when you present this information to the customer, you say that you obviously share this. what are you doing in the meeting are you are you validating this information are you asking for clarification what what exactly are you actually trying to do at this stage
2: yes that's exactly what you're trying to do you're trying to seek clarification and you're essentially like a uh, investigative reporter or a private investigator i mean you are looking for pain you are trying to identify business problems that are impactful to the company so you can align yourself to them, So you're searching, you're seeking, you're identifying pain. It's the I in medic. And the way I use it, the language I might use would be something like, I've come up with an hypothesis. It's an educated guess. I'd love to get your feedback and guidance on it. Can you amend or optimize this? What are your thoughts? And you just mm-hmm. take them through it. And you use it as a, almost like a stepping stones, walking through a, the garden of a sales call, right? It just guides you along the way. Sure, you can go right or left at any time, but it just guides you along the way as you go through your understanding of things as you seek feedback and guidance.
0: Yeah, I was just about to ask the question, You know, those doing it better than others, what are they doing better than than others?
2: They're slowing down. They're slowing way down. And they're making sure, which is very common, you're making sure you're not talking past each other. So, so common in complex sales cycles, selling complex technical things. You might be saying something, you think they're understanding, they're not. Or they're saying something and you're not understanding. So got, you has got to slow down. And I've seen a lot of really successful sellers use the, the value framework, but there's almost a matrix. So current state leads to this pain point, you need this required capability to get out of that hole you're in, and then this would be the benefit. It's total causality, and you're sitting in there, and you're really making sure you're not misunderstanding each other. And and you really gotta really dig in as to the implications of not doing anything. And that's I think, is the big difference. It's how voracious, how aggressive, for lack of a better word, you are at qualifying and making sure that that hypothesis becomes a shared hypothesis and if you get agreement on this document and you're the scribe you're in control of things
1: i suppose eager salespeople can hypothesize situations like this and really come to desired desired outcomes that they're really passionate about how do you ensure that you're not Just projecting the things that you care about and you are taking the time to really understand what your customer cares about.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, how many of us have drinking the Kool-Aid? You know, sure, you believe in it. Of course, you get paid if you sell it. But it doesn't mean the customer believes it. So the best way, as I said, is to slow down. For example, you might be saying, hey, Mr. Customer, it's my understanding this is your desired future state. Thanks for qualifying. When we engage customers and we talk to customers, they tell us that these are the top two or three business benefits they get from that. I'd like to review them with you. It's number one. It's number two. It's number three. I'd love to get your feedback. Is this what you anticipate? Which one would you rank the highest? Can you tell me more? Who cares the most about that? Does your boss care about that? What are any metrics that might be associated with defining good versus bad or any success you might have in this area. If we could provide you a solution that could solve this problem and deliver those positive business outcomes, would that be compelling for you to take action? Who else would care about this? That's a small role play just to kind of give some language around it, but that's essentially what you're doing. You're sitting in it, you're modifying it, I actually take notes in real time. A lot of this is on now, as you know, Zoom or WebEx. I'm actually taking notes. I was just doing it yesterday with a large bank in New York as I sat here on the coast of Massachusetts, updating PowerPoint and optimizing the language right in front of them as I'm the scribe capturing the shared hypothesis.
1: So so once you've obviously started to engage and... You, you you talk about the um, socratic dialogue so you're actually kind of engaging in this H- how does that then evolve from there what what are the next steps and and why are these such foundational stages in in the sales cycle
2: great question so without a doubt if i leave anything this is not a one and done thing you know we're selling typically complex things across a large organization right you could have Two or three departments, right? And definitely the worker B level, the people that are turning the knobs and using the solution. Maybe their managers that are involved in the evaluation and the the, uh, the con- and managing the entire process, and then the economic buyer, senior leadership. That's three layers across three or four um, organizations. It starts to look like the Brady bunch with all the boxes, <laughs> right? So you can imagine that's just you just don't do this in your first meeting, and you're done. This is a never-ending process where you're you're continuously optimizing the document. For example, let's say you come into a meeting, you have the hypothesis, they begin to optimize it, you have a good meeting, you decide to meet again. Very, very easily, you can try to do a one-on-one phone conversation with that person or, hey, can I talk to you for five minutes? That was a great meeting. We try to further optimize it. Or certainly in your second meeting, you go, okay, let's just review my notes from the previous meeting. I wanna make sure we're aligned. Maybe you have a third meeting. Again, you're reviewing the notes and this is why we're here, ladies and gentlemen, because this is your problem and we're gonna fix it and this is out, right? You just keep revisiting it. You go to a different group. Hi, different group. I was just talking to this group. This is what they were telling us. I'd love to get your feedback. So it's just never ending and it just grows over time. With something that's,
0: that's never ended, David, you know, when do you know it's ready and you've, you you've, you've, you've done enough discovery to, to understand that you've created enough pain or identified enough pain?
2: You know, great question. I think you can, fe- you can tell pretty early whether or not someone's buying what you're selling and you got to qualify it, right? You have to qualify that this person has a personal win and they're willing to take action for you. For example, can they introduce us to other people? Can they introduce us to their boss? Can they tell us a little bit about the buying process? Is this something that is good for them and their career and the company as a whole? You can tell pretty easy, uh, pretty early if you have what, you know, what we call um, a champion. But, I, I, but I, would, I would encourage folks to understand that this is really just the manifestation of Medic right? You still have to identify pain. You have to develop champions. You have to influence the decision process. You have to influence the decision criteria. You have to capture metrics. You got to go meet the economic buyer. This is the method in which you do that. You've been to capture it in this document. And this document is just just a, a growing document. For example, you might just put all of this stuff under the title, chapter, customer requirements. But there's other requirement other chapters rather that you can bolt on to it perhaps you want to bolt on a business case to it that has hard metrics that's another chapter maybe you bolt on another business case another chapter to it excuse me that could be your technical validation plan maybe there's another chapter you bolt on to it called proposal maybe there's another chapter at the end you propose you attach to it called the implementation plan so it's a long-running document that captures the requirements and move on to other important chapters. Yeah. How, how
0: do you then turn, and it sounds like an obvious question, but how do you then turn the pain into value?
2: Um, how do I turn the pain into value? Well, so simply by qualifying, right? It, it's about sitting there. They might have some pain and you have to sit there and say, well, what does that mean if I can address that pain? Is there any particular business outcome that would, that would occur from addressing that pain? One way to, uh, let's say, drive business value out of pain is to get high in the organization. That this person might just agree with you on a conceptual or qualitative level that they are in pain today and they wanna to go to a future state with less pain. If they believe that you could help them, Maybe that's enough for them to take action. It doesn't have to be some complex, quantitative, metric-based business case. For now, you can get to it later. Perhaps you can use them and leapfrog and get more senior with their help. That over time, you get buy-in from an economic buyer to actually craft a sophisticated, metric-based business case.
1: How does a document like this also help your internal stakeholders champions or coaches or or whatever to actually help them position your technology higher up because there's this assumption that they actually know how to buy technology. The reality is that they they don't. So they need our support. So how does a document like this help them achieve transformation and, and that in in turn elevate their career? Sure.
2: I I can't tell you how many times uh, a a champion has, uh, been promoted because they made an investment in technology that I or my company was promoting and advancing and sold to the organization where you tracked the results over time. So what's the current state today? What's the negative consequences? What's the desired future state? What's the benefits? What are the metrics that we can use to track success over time? These internal champions or advocates would love to be able to capture a baseline and compare it to a future state and then track the success over time. You could simply ask someone, have you ever put together a business case that tracks a baseline and compares it to a future state and you have metrics that track the success over time? Would it be valuable if I helped you create something like that so we can return to it over time? Would it be great when you have your annual performance reviews to be able to put that in front of leadership? They'll tell you absolutely. And I, I've never asked the question, but I bet that uh, a lot of times people invest in the technology that, that I'm representing or my company's representing, not only because of the tech is great, but there's a process in place, a methodology in place that's, that's good for them where they can track the success of the project over time.
1: So, so are you saying that opportunistically a lot of the champions are looking for ways to elevate their own careers and obviously by association of having impact and if you're able to kind of create a compelling case for look at the impact that you can as as the advocate for this transformation this is the impact that will be associated with your name how can this accelerate your your career is that something that obviously this framework is 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 really enabling
2: that's exactly what it's doing, among other things. And and if you're good at it, it should become self-evident uh, to this advocate of yours. And if not, then you'll have to pull them aside and have a little chat about what it can be used for.
0: Well, I was just going to say, I think it's, it's amazing to hear kind of the inner the, the workings of, of the value this can have, you know, which, and I think it's a great time to, to, to actually lead on to talking about, you know, some key takeaways in your experience for you to give away some of that wisdom of yours david what are some things that some of our audience can go and try and try and implement to you know to try and you know implement some of the things that you're talking about
2: sure that's a great question so let me just first give a shout out to leadership that might be listening here i would encourage the folks that are leaders that are listening to this to seriously consider leveraging the value framework and engaging the good folks that say it at forest management or or, or to the best of their ability trying to do it themselves. But having a large group of sellers that are on message about what to say based on persona, including what type of questions to ask and what are your key differentiators based on persona is essential if you're going to have success over time. If not, it's all tribal knowledge and it's the wild, wild west out there. So I would really encourage some some consideration and thought by leadership here into this subject. With regards to maybe point number two, another key takeaway is, I think it is valuable that if you are a seller, that you go into a meeting with an hypothesis and that you, you really try to follow a hypothesis that expresses your understanding of the situation, the negative consequences, and what's absolutely critically required to make things better, and to seek consensus with the customer, you'll find that's a much better way than just showing up and saying, hey, what's going on? Or just showing up and talking about the features of your product. And then the final thing I would say is, a key takeaway here is that in the end of the day, it's all about qualification. It's about digging in and having the courage to kind of lean into the pain a little bit and ask those four or five or six more questions. And this methodology is just a way to help us stay on track, but ultimately it's useless if you don't have the, uh, the, the courage, the gumption, to really dig in around pain and making sure that everyone is in alignment, that they have pain and you're gonna fix it and you're the way to go
1: well it 's it's, it's a, it's a profound uh, takeaway david and you know we, we are really kind of grateful for that so i, I suppose in summary of what we 've heard today, um, you know the value framework is a, is, a, is a kind of keystone of 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 the playbook you, you, you described it as the written manifestation of medic. You know, it's interesting, and you, you know, we, we talk about some of the, the misconceptions of medic, what medic is, or what medic isn't. But I think this is a practical example of a, of of how this is a, a, a kind of an organic process of discovery, and um, it's 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 creating a sophisticated and robust business case, which allows you to really create a compelling proposition where all the stakeholders can align everyone knows exactly where they are in that process and 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 you are almost creating um a a deal it's kind of a a a diary but it's 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 a kind of a, a bible or or of 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 the closing of a deal and i think it's a real you can see the power of it and and especially for the big strategic deals this is an absolute kind of must and you know as someone that's closed some of the largest deals you know in 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 the history of tech sales um who, who better to kind of give us that advice so thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today
2: well thank you guys it's just it's just fantastic to be with you i love your series i watch them all and um i want to say a shout out to all my friends in our network yeah, it's just it's a great network that we're part of And I'm happy to help out in any way I can.
0: Thank you so much, David. It's been absolute pre- pleasure having you on the show. Um, obviously, you've done a big shout out to the team, John Kaplan, and the team over at Force Management. I'll ensure there's some links in the um, description below, so people can obviously have reference to, you know, some more information on this and some contact details for the team over there, should they wish to to reach out. But um, yeah, again, thank you so much for sharing in your wisdom. But to all of our audience, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. To this session today please do subscribe to our various channels itunes spotify and youtube all the de- all the links will be in the description below and we look forward to welcoming you back for another session soon thank you have you enjoyed the session today Be sure to let us know how you got on with the tips and please help others discover our series by sharing and liking our content. Are you on the mission? The 2020 Mastery Mission is brought to you by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Check out somuchsoap.com for more information.